0: Book 9, Chapter 7 of A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio. A Class Book of Old Testament History by George Frederick MacLear. Book 9, Chapter 7 the building of the temple 1 kings five through eight second chronicles two through seven b c one thousand and twelve to one thousand and five mindful of the repeated instructions of his father solomon no sooner received the congratulations of hiram king of tyre upon his coming to the throne than he sent to that monarch requesting that he would let him have sidonian artisans and a supply of cedar wood from the forests of lebanon for the construction of the temple hiram responded with alacrity to the request and a regular treaty was entered into between the two kings solomon bound himself to send yearly twenty thousand cores of wheat and twenty cores of oil to the phoenicians while hiram undertook to float cedar trees and fir trees to joppa and to send a number of skilled artificers to jerusalem for the purpose of felling the timber a levy of thirty thousand israelites was made who were placed under adoniram ten thousand were employed at a time and relieved each other every month spending a month in the mountains of lebanon and the other two months at their own homes first kings verses thirteen and fourteen Besides these, 70,000 were employed as porters, and 80,000 as hewers in the various quarries. These latter were bond-slaves, remnants of the Canaanites, who had not been expelled from the land. Under the eye of the Tyrian master-builders, they hewed and squared and beveled the stupendous blocks, some measuring even seventeen and eighteen feet, for the foundation of the sacred edifice the site which had been already selected by david was the eminence of moriah on the east of the city rendered sacred at once as the spot where abraham had offered up isaac and where the plague had been stayed during the last reign. its rugged top was levelled with immense labour its sides which to the east and south were precipitous were faced with a wall of stone built up perpendicular from the bottom of the valley so as to appear to those who look down of most terrific height, a work of prodigious skill and labor, as the immense stones were strongly mortised together and wedged into the rock. On this site, after three years of preparation, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign, and the four hundred and eightieth after the departure from Egypt, the foundations were laid no sound of hammer or axe or any tool of iron was heard as the structure rose first kings verse 7 every beam already cut and squared every stone already hewn and beveled was laid silently in its appointed site like some tall palm the noiseless fabric sprung within a quadrangle formed by a solid wall was an open court afterwards known as the court of the gentiles within this surrounded by another wall and on a higher level was the court of the israelites and within this and on a still higher level the court of the priests the temple itself was built on the model of the ancient tabernacle but of more costly and durable materials and like it consisted of the porch the holy place and the holy of holies One the porch or hall which faced the east was ten cubits deep from east to west by twenty inches width from north to south and thirty cubits high either within or as some think on either side of it rose two brazen pillars the one called jachin durability and the other boaz strength their capital is ornamented with network chainwork, and pomegranates two the holy place the dimensions of which were exactly double those in the tabernacle was forty cubits long by twenty wide and thirty high its walls were of hewn stone wainscoted with cedar and overlaid with gold and adorned with beautiful carvings representing cherubim fruit and flowers it was entered by folding doors similarly overlaid with gold and richly embossed the floor was of cedar bordered over with planks of fir or cypress the ceiling was of fir but both as indeed every part overlaid with gold in the richest profusion in the holy place as in the tabernacle stood the golden altar of incense the table of showbread and the candlesticks of pure gold five on the right and five on the left three A rich veil of the brightest colors separated the holy place from the Holy of Holies, which was a perfect cube of twenty cubits. Here was the original ark, overshadowed by two colossal cherubim of olive wood overlaid with gold, ten cubits in height. There stood at each end, north and south, and faced each other, each having two wings expanded, so that one wing of each touched over the ark and the other touched the wall outside the holy place stood a great tank or sea of molten brass ten cubits in diameter thirty round five high and capable of holding two thousand baths it was supported on twelve oxen three turned each way and its rim was ornamented with blossoms besides this there were ten lavers for the purpose of ablutions which stood on movable bases of brass each side of these was formed in three panels and adorned with figures of oxen lions and cherubim the great brazen altar of burnt sacrifice twenty cubits long and ten high stood on the exact site of the threshing floor of arona at length by the seventh month in the eleventh year of solomon's reign the work was completed and the king invited the chiefs of different tribes, all the notables of the realm, as also the entire priestly and Levitical body, to the solemn dedication. He himself took his seat on a raised throne of brass. The sacrificers stood before the altar of burnt offering, surrounded by the choir arrayed in white robes, and playing on cymbals, psalteries, and harps, while the assembled nation crowded the courts without countless sheep and oxen were the first laid on the brazen altar then from under the covering where david had placed it the priests solemnly brought the ark of the covenant to the folding floors of the temple these were open and then past the table of showbread and the golden candlesticks and the altar of incense it was conveyed through the veil to its appointed place and the cherubim spread over it their wings and received it as it were under their protection at this moment, the choir lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and made one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, whose mercy endureth for ever and simultaneously, the temple was filled with a cloud, 1 kings, eight, ten, and eleven the glory of the lord descended and jehovah took possession of his new abode thereupon the king rising on his brazen throne and kneeling down upon his knees spread forth his hands toward heaven and offered up a solemn and sublime prayer as he concluded with the petition arise o lord god into thy resting-place thou and the ark of thy strength fire flashed forth from the glory already filling the temple and consumed the burnt offerings and sacrifices second chronicles seven three well the priests stood without blinded with the excess of splendor and the people bowing with their faces to the ground worshiped and praised the lord the ceremony of the dedication lasted seven days and was succeeded by the feast of tabernacles which was continued for two weeks or twice the usual time during it upward of twenty-two thousand oxen and one hundred and twenty thousand sheep were partly offered in sacrifice and partly made the materials of a great sacrificial feast from which on the twenty-third day of the seventh month the king sent the people away glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed unto David, and to Solomon, and to Israel his people. Second Chronicles seven ten. End of book nine, chapter seven. Recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio.